0: Howdy, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome in to episode number 66 of the Get Around Podcast, sponsored by Jimmy John's. I'm going to be your mad luxurious host today, Jake Atnip. In the studio with me, the great James Cook, and 7 and 4 is Harrison BB, the WWE Royal Rumble master. Host? Host. Not, yeah. yeah, host. Well, we
1: figured out last night that our Petoskey reporter... Uh, is a way bigger wrestling fan than I am because he knew who everybody was in the in the two Royal Rumbles last night, and I was kind of phased by a lot of entries. So. I was
0: I mean I was thoroughly impressed. There was almost like song recognition, like the lights would come on, like a green flash would come out, and they'd all go ah, somebody's coming in. And uh, no, it was definitely more exciting. That was the first time I ever watched an entire event of professional wrestling, or even made it through it. I can't. Yeah, he took he
1: took a phone call in the middle of the event, and he's like, hey, man, what's up? Oh, I'm watching wrestling right now. Yeah, yeah. first time I've ever done anything. like. That. I, I'm a little under the weather. I can't do the Jake Adnip impression. I'm sorry. I know many people tune in just to hear that every week. but Nobody maybe, can do the Jake Adnip
2: impression. Nobody.
1: Maybe, except Jake Adnip. Yeah. Neither one of us has the volume. I, uh, maybe by the end of the show I'll... We'll just we
0: some more tea, get, to get your yeah. vocal cords working, but we got to save you for TV. you know, you got a lot of work for to do. For the two there. minutes i got to do on TV, yeah. Well, with all the schools canceling and everything, it's been a bit of a rough week over the last Yeah, couple. end of
1: last week, now into this week, and oh. I talked to some athletic directors today, which we're recording this on a Monday, and I said, well, how how our schedule is looking, you know? And they said, well, right now we're fine, but if we have to cancel any more this week, we're going to start feeling the pinch going into February, because a lot of our weekend dates are already filled up, so... Yeah, a couple already, I've
2: already talked to some schools that are saying that they've, they're going to have to start canceling non-conference We're games to, to reschedule conference games into those dates.
1: So it's here. I mean, that's yeah. when you start to feel, you think about kids rolling over to go extra into their summer, well, athletes got to sacrifice some of their seasons at this point.
0: Yeah, and I mean, it gets tough for everybody, especially when it gets into time crunch. I mean, skiing finals are only a few weeks away. You know, wrestling districts, I think, are two and a half weeks. So when everything starts to get canceled... This all gets packed in at the end of the season, and the pressure really gets turned up and turned on. But we do have a good show for you guys today. I'm gonna give you a little rundown of what we got for you. First of all, we're gonna dive in with the pulse. Talk about a few of uh, the biggest stories from last week, including Frankfurt not or uh, refusing to play f- uh, five on four for one of their basketball games la- early last week, and uh, that, sh- that story got quite a bit of traction uh, with James. we wanted to talk a little bit more about that. Frankfurt hired new football coach Ed Schindler or named him uh, the head coach just this past week, so we'll get more into that. Joining us in studio later will be Traverse City West hockey players Nick Beeman and Andrew Rickenberg. The Titans have ripped off three straight wins after a bit of a rocky start to the season, now have four wins on the year, but have started to turn around, and I talked to Coach Jeremy Rintala over the weekend, and, you know, they're starting to look up, so good to have them in the studio with us. Other than that, we are going to tease towards some of our upcoming stories for the next week got some big things going on uh in and around the area and with the weather that's coming around we really don't know how much prep sports are going to you know take place exist yeah so um it might be a bit of a slow week around here at the record eagle but we do have some things planned out so we'll make sure we talk about those later in the show obviously we are going to add yet another member into the most exclusive club in northern michigan the get around hall of fame I uh, have some great candidates to going up this week. And to end the show, we are going to dive into everybody's favorite segment in the trifecta and have some NBA talk. We have Harrison in the studio. It's always fun to uh, get into it with him. But uh, Anthony Davis... Don't get into it with me. No, but Anthony, Get into da- it with Anthony. No, but Anthony Davis announced that he wanted to be traded from the New Orleans Pelicans. And James and I had brought up a question earlier in the week. Basically, what would you do for your franchise to... Or what would you give up from your franchise to have a franchise player like LeBron come in? But now that Anthony Davis is um kind of on the market we're maybe going to lebron yeah but old or new um same thing kind of two-pronged what would you do to have a young guy who like anthony davis who you think could change your franchise for the next 10 years or somebody like LeBron, who you know is going to come in and win you games right now, and have somebody like that. But well, I brought this up with your
1: roommate today at work, uh, Connor Morris, one of our producers at the station. Uh, I didn't, I didn't see Anthony Davis being the type of guy to outwardly request a trade. I mean, they were just in the playoffs last year. I think they were the three seed in the West, the Pelicans. So it's not like he's had a lot of dark years to sit there in that franchise.
0: No, and I thought the same thing too. But we'll, we'll get into that a bit later. Yes. Uh, there's plenty to talk about. Yeah. But just to get back to it, I did want to talk more about just the the weather. (laughs) Just just the rumble. I mean, no, the weather, though. I mean, this is... We we always seem to fall back into this, like, small talk rule where we can talk about the weather, and it's like, oh, yeah, there's stuff going on, but, like, there's a polar vortex coming our way, and Traverse City is, like, basically going to be dead in the middle of the coldest part of the United States when it ends up blowing over on Wednesday and Thursday. I mean, I just moved up here. You guys have been up here for quite a while. I mean, this is a little bit different than I think most people are used to, and I just keep seeing parallels going back to 1970s when there was 40, 50 inches of snow.
2: Yeah, you know what's serious when uh, when they cancel ski meets because there's lots of best snow. Conditions. Yeah, you would think <laughs> lots of snow would be great, but it's just such a frigid temperature that I think they're worried about the wind chills and, and all that with, uh, with going down the hill. That fast outdoors, it's which be. a
1: couple years ago I think it was twenty fifteen or so, the ski finals. It was going to be around zero negative wind chill, and I remember trying to check with the athletic directors and I am like, "Are you guys going to still race? Are you going to push that back?" and and they push through. So maybe in situations like that, they want to keep the schedules as is. But right now, yeah, they're not they're not messing with, with the snow and the temperatures. So yeah, skiers are pretty
2: hardy. I mean, remember what was it like four or five years ago at the Vasa? that that it was oh, like every other year, it was like negative it was yeah, like negative 8 terrible. degrees yeah. and the wind chill was the negative 25. One year 25. when I was a
1: kid and I was signed up to the Vasa they canceled it because of temperatures. So yeah,
2: and it was just blowing snow
1: mm-hmm. that, So Jake, you, if you're up here for 10 years, you'll get pretty this is pretty average yeah. run, par for the course.
0: Okay.
2: It was it was so bad that our editor back then gave everybody who had to cover Vasa that day a bonus. Really? Oh man, the weather was that bad.
0: Oh man, well, yeah, I, I mean, what, what, morale. What are what are your guys' suggestions for being locked in the house for the next week? For everybody, what's your favorite things to do when you're locked, in, and locked and in the house? Lots and lots of Netflix. The... Yeah,
2: binging. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna finish. We're gonna finish Orphan Black
1: this week. I mean, what else are you gonna do? I guess you could clean I, the house. I, I, but... I play
0: a lot of Xbox still. There's video games. Yeah, I a lot of our
1: younger listeners are video gamers.
0: Yeah, if you want, if you want to get at me on. Uh... Xbox Live. Hit me up on Twitter. Is uh, tw- what was the big
1: uh, game uh, Fortnite? Oh yeah, is not- that still a thing?
0: It's still a thing, but it was never a thing for me.
1: But is it still? You know, I, I feel like this a- is like Pokemon Go, where everybody talked about it for. I think it's starting to fall off a just bit. Died. but
0: there. But I think that's because there's a bunch of other games that are coming out with the same thing, but doing it better now. Yeah. it was. That was the first wave of so many different types of games, but. Definitely. I think cooking and playing video games are my two favorite things to do when I'm stuck in the house all day.
1: You should get a cooking video game. It'd be pretty intense. Who knows? <laughs> just got to
0: sure. i know, a couple like, of those out. I, I got They probably have one on the Wii where you can, like, use, like... Martha... What's thing.
1: her name? Martha Dean? Uh, the lady has got that thick... Martha Stewart? no. No. Paula Deen. Paula, Paula Deen. Deen. Yeah, yeah. with the butter. and You want to put that butter right here on your console for your Xbox. Yeah. Her put recipes. Her recipes measure butter in sticks. And then who's the girl? Who's the brown hair girl? That everybody. Rachel like? Ray. Rachel Ray. Yeah. Yep. No,
0: I could do some daytime cooking with Rachel Ray if I got stuck in for a snow day. Yeah. But so there are options. Definitely options. Anyways, I requested yeah. us to share our favorite very... Super
1: Bowl memories what when you go around since the lions have obviously never been in one that that makes it kind of wide open for the rest of us so yeah. what what is you if you could think w- when you say super Bowl, what comes to your minds? Well, when I used to play Madden a lot, the lions were in the Super Bowl
2: every year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's not real, James no crap, and it never will be one thing <laughs> fa- no. it, what is it when okay My what favorite? is the one Super Bowl game that stands out in your mind no, as I said, whatever probably reason. three of them.
0: Okay, Two of them because sure. I won a lot of money, <laughs> and one of them because I was a kid, and it's probably the first Super Bowl I actually remember. What that. one was that? 2002, Raiders, Buccaneers. The blowout. Yeah, but I was a big Raiders fan, loved Jerry Rice when I was a kid. I remember I ate probably like three Big Macs and a whole box of chicken nuggets during that- uh, You supersized yourself? I, I was only like seven or eight years old. It was the most McDonald's i would ever eaten. That I, I
1: remember that, I Super at, that Super Bowl. And you and did can... not
0: get sick? I, not the a remember. kid, man. You can digest nah. all that. Yeah. The stomach of steel.
1: I remember that Super Bowl, though, too, because I had just started getting into watching sports. I was in high school at the time. And I remember looking at the standings in the middle of the season. Typical, stereotypical, whatever girl in March Madness. I saw the Buccaneers logo. I'm like, them, they're winning the Super Bowl. They're going to do it. And then they went on one night. I was telling everybody at school, like, the Bucks, pick the Bucks. And then they actually did it. So that kind of helped usher me into fandom a little. Yeah.
0: So. Super Bowl squares are always nice when you when You remember those days. I also mm-hmm.
1: liked the year after because I picked Carolina as my team throughout the season with Jake Delhomme and Musa Muhammad and all those guys. But then they went all the way to the yeah. Super Bowl and almost, almost beat the Patriots before another Adam Vinatieri kick.
0: Almost doesn't count. It doesn't. No, but. James, you got one?
2: I like the, I mean, the, the Patriots' comeback against the, the Falcons is one that's just really remember, memorable to me. And usually every year we go to a party uh, at some friends in Wisconsin, so we got we've gone to like Brett? the same Brett's house? we've gone yeah. to like the same party for like 6 years. Cause, and it was weird the first time we went. There's like 12 people there and 6 of us were from the same high school in Michigan. Uh, just by coincidence, like 6 of us were from Central Your High home. School. Yeah. And it was just freaking weird and then they've had a same the podcast before. Maybe. And then they've they've just had that same kind of the same group kind of get together for for a Super Bowl party every year and we've just gone there every year and I remember uh, every year we usually play poker afterwards, and I won that night, so that was nice.
0: Yeah, I was for when, some cash. When New England came back and tied it 28-28 to go into overtime, I won fourth quarter squares eight to eight on that, and it's oh, like yeah. how you do that in <laughs> the Super Bowl. I remember that was a lot of fun, but I thought I was gonna get the whole 200 dollars pot, and they're like, oh, went to overtime. It so like, wouldn't count. Yeah. Well, uh, why not? They, the Super Bowl never gone to overtime before. Nobody paid in for a fifth quarter. You pay out. You pay out the double up in the fourth. It's over. <laughs> Anyways, we're gonna get into some local sports. Uh, We are going to put our finger on the heartbeat of the sports world and dive into the Pulse. As I mentioned earlier, Frankfurt coach Dan Loney and the Panthers played against Buckley last week, and Buckley was already short man when they came into the game, but ended up having an injury and a couple players foul out with about four minutes left in the game. And the MHSAA does not allow teams to play with less than five players on the court unless they absolutely have to, unless that's all they have Mm-hmm. So uh, Coach Loney made the decision to not run up the score and not uh, you know play five on four because as as you told me that's not really he's that's not really developmental for anybody in any aspect of the word. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean,
2: and because he wanted, to, I mean, he's got three minutes to get some kids some playing time, some experience, put some young guys in, and, and the same for Buckley as well. I mean, the Buckley kids aren't really going to learn anything either, getting played five on four. Uh, you know you know guys you play basketball i mean the spacing is completely different well there was that a,
1: college game gonna... last year where alabama played with three players and almost won the game against like minnesota or something
2: yeah but i mean in this they, he's just trying to get they're just both teams are just trying to get some young players some experience and some playing time and and i think playing on 5 and 4 nobody gets the full benefit of that experience so so they chose to just take one of their players and have him stand on the bench right in, or stand on the sideline right in front of the bench so he was inbounds, technically in in the game but he just didn't do anything. He just stood there. So it was four on four.
0: So we found a sportsmanship loophole of sorts that uh, worked out for the Panthers. I know quite a few people reacted to that on social media. I mean, is that something that... Positively you might... or negatively? Po- very positively. Okay. No, but, I mean, is, mm-hmm. that something, is that something that you would expect out of any coach? Or do you think that sometimes... What
1: was the score at the time of the game? No, they,
0: they were up It, it ended up being it. a 20-point game. Yeah.
1: But, like, at that point, was the game in jeopardy?
2: No, not really no, I mean Frankfurt I mean, had, I've seen
1: Frankfurt and Buckley play. I understand Frankfurt would have been favored to win the game.
2: Frankfurt had the game pretty much in
1: hand, yeah, you know, so I think especially yeah, in those situations you know what's it going to hurt i I'd be curious
0: to see if it
1: was a two point game down the stretch if that situation arose what what the coach would do, but especially in and in I think you take
0: the dub well but, but imagine but, this, but yeah. what if it was the other way around if you were down by twelve points and had to and got the chance to play five on four? would you do it then? I would say so. I mean, yeah. If if that's the rules, and
1: if
2: it's a league game, and you got to, you know, I mean, you're in the, and you're in the hunt.
0: I think you got to kind of chase the W, no matter what it takes.
1: Yeah, I don't think anybody's gonna frown on you for that. No.
0: Yeah, no, not you're that, just that, taking advantage of the situation. I know. I just had to be the devil's advocate and bring up the other side of this. Oh,
1: another wait—is Al Pacino in Devil's, devil's advocate? advocate? Yeah. <laughs> another was it Pacino and Keanu Reeves? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Off air, Jake gave us a lovely uh, Al Pacino, unintended Al Pacino impression. You can bring it back if you want. For...
0: <laughs> we'll try another time. <laughs> <laughs> another time. And other news out of Frankfurt. You know, dealing with another coach after head coach twenty, 20 plus year head coach and principal Matt Stapleton stepped down from the football program uh, this fall. Now stepped up. They just named his replacement, uh, the, the former assistant coach, now head coach Ed Schindler. You were out as former the... Frankfurt Panther player. Yeah, so mm-hmm. alumni all the way through and through. Uh, you got a chance to talk to him. He said this is his dream job. I mean, what kind of excitement did you hear out of him uh, when you got a chance to meet with him last Thursday?
2: Yeah, I mean, he he was obviously very excited to, to get this job. Um, you know, he would have been there when they announced when the when the school board voted on it, but he was visiting his son, who's a foreign exchange student in New Zealand. So he was on a little bit of a vacation.
1: Yeah, right. He came, just wanted to see him. the Lord of the Rings, you know, sites.
0: That would be awesome. I'd go walk that. I'd do that. Yeah. But he came back last week, and they finally came back last him.
2: week. They had a little bit of a, you know, yeah, press availability, I guess you'd call it, and uh, you know, got to sit down with him. You know, Harrison was there too, and and uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, he's just very excited about it. You know, he he coached at Elk Rapids for a while, so he got to he got to play them a little bit. Uh, I got to coach against them once, against Elk Rapids, when he was in Frankfurt. And, uh, you know, it's just it's just a, an interesting story. I mean, a, a lot of ways. I mean, he originally played his first three years of football in Everett, and then Everett had a millage that didn't pass, and they completely suspended all of their athletic programs for what would have been his senior year. So he transferred to Frankfurt because his family had a cottage there, and he played his senior year there, and they went to the state
1: finals. And started a great run of, it was like five and six years for state finals appearances for Frankfurt. So, mm-hmm.
2: oh. uh, you know, and then he went to college when I was in college, he helped out a high school team, uh, for his like junior, senior year of college. By the time he was a senior, he was their offensive coordinator at the age of 21 and then, you know, went into coaching high school after that and had a couple of coaching jobs at, at some schools that traditionally hadn't been that great at football and, Kind of was able to steer those teams into the playoffs in Whitmore Lake and then Elk Rapids, which is traditionally known more of as, as a soccer school than a football school. Um, so he got those two teams kind of regularly in the playoffs when they really hadn't done match done that much at all before then. So he's hoping to to keep the the Frankfurt wheel going there and uh, you know keep there and run going. I mean, they Frankfurt has just been one of those teams that's just consistently in the
0: playoffs
1: almost every year. That's 31 of the last 38, I think I looked up. Do you
0: think them keeping Schindler on was part of them wanting to keep that culture uh, at Frankfurt?
1: When we talk about dream job, I didn't even ask him this specifically. He just said it to me in my interview. He said, yep, this is where I'm going to be. I'm going to be coaching football at Frankfurt until I'm done coaching. He's not in any way trying to help himself and help Frankfurt at the same time and then get another job in coaching. He is... Staying with the Panthers until he is done coaching, however long that will be, we don't know. But he is invested for the rest of his coaching career, and I think he has no regrets about saying that to me and putting that out for the public to know because that's what he wants to do. He he's that ingrained in that community and cares that much about the present and future of that program and getting it back to the days of the past that. who else would you want in that position with his experience already at the high school level? Who else would you want taking over uh, such an important title?
0: Yeah. As the great Mark yeah. Antonio once said, it's not a stop. It's a destination. And that's the way that he, the vibe that I've gotten off of Schindler from everybody that's told me is that's where he started and that's where he wants to finish. It's a full circle thing for him. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And he said, he, you know, he's not sure he's going to be able to do 21 years like Matt Stapleton did. I mean, he's 48 years old right now. So uh, that would put him uh, right up there. But uh you know he he he's hoping to give it a, a pretty good run, and uh, you know he hopes to. He, he, I mean, he knows that the 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 challenge that Frankfurt faces right now, which is that they've had the numbers low numbers for the last couple interesting years. Interesting for a couple
1: years. Yeah.
2: Um, in in and that's part of uh, they, you know, they had an enrollment dip at the school. Um, at just these and couple they, of and, classes. And,
1: and they're not kidding themselves. They know the eight man trend is growing for a lot of teams. They got a neck and right down the road being very successful. They're, they they want to do everything they can to stay in traditional eleven man football, but but they know, mm-hmm. especially with the more successive eight man teams in the area, that's gonna, for any school around here that's got low enrollment, that that's constantly gonna be something they think about every off season. And to take a uh, thing from your, from your playbook, he's gonna keep them fed. Yeah, because he told me that uh, he
2: you know he's been doing some re- marketing and recruiting to get kids out of the team, and uh, a couple of things that he's done since he's been named the head coach, is have meals catered at the school for the football players. So they had like a pierogies and meatloaf yep. one day, and he Sign got me up. And he got five new players. Sign me up, and then he, had a, and yes. then he had another, another meal, another, another day, and he got four new players. He's got nine more kids than he started off with so already. He, he's taking food. the – He knows, he knows food, the way to a high food. school's kid. 40 food, food or not even a high stomach. school kid.
0: I think it's basically anybody between the ages of like 14 and like 30. Free Any. food, you can get them anywhere. Yeah. 14 and death. <laughs> right? <laughs> this, this is a universal marketing strategy. Free food means people will be there and they will sign up for whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So take note. Uh, <laughs> other And take note teams. the free food you can get by sharing this podcast. Yes, we might as well get that out of the way. We are sponsored by Jimmy John's with two locations in Traverse City. Freaky Fresh, Freaky Fast, Jimmy John's, Freaky. Yeah. We have one more thing to talk about. Uh, In the polls, before we do get to our Jimmy John's giveaway, the Veterans Cup this past weekend, Traverse City Central and the TC Bay Reps faced off for the sixth time. Uh, The Bay Reps took that game 4-0. A little bit closer than some people thought, but when I talked to Coach Chris Gibbons after the game, or, well, yesterday, he told me he was actually really proud of the way Traverse City Central showed up. Uh, The Bay Reps waited on him, you know, really, really thick, and they came with energy, and that was the biggest crowd they were going to play in front of probably the entire year. They said they, you think they handled the pressure well, so going into the regular se- the rest of the season, uh, the Trojans have a little bit more thicker skin moving forward. And, you know, this weekend coming up for the Traverse City Bay reps, they're going all the way down to Trenton, downriver, back to my neck of the woods for the MIHL showcase uh, with, like, 30-plus teams down there. So that'll definitely be a big weekend, and Traverse City West will be down there as well. But what do you take away from a 4-0 victory uh, with the Bay reps? We know we've had them at the top of our power rankings over the last few weeks. Tennessee Central has moved their way up there, and you know the reps have been slashing some people eight zero even as of late. But the the Trojans did a pretty good job. I believe they put eighteen shots on net, only allowed twenty three by the Bay reps. It was just a matter of they were able to get them.
1: I mean, it's it's tough to complete even if one team seems to be better than the other. You're, especially rivals like them in town, all those guys know each other and play to get against each other for years. You're never gonna blow them out, especially in that situation. Emotions being so high with the the veteran atmosphere around it. Uh, obviously, the Bay Reps proved to be the better team, but they know Central really wanted to win that game as well, and I think that's testament in the fact that they, they couldn't exactly handle them maybe as much as they, they do another team with uh, similar-level players.
0: Now, yeah. that is going to do it for The Pulse, which was brought to you by Jimmy John's. We are going to get into getting some people fed for sharing, liking, commenting, interacting with our podcast. You can do that again this week. If you share, like comment retweet post a gif whatever you want to do to make sure that we see that you are listening and active with us we will get you fed with two free Jimmy John subs this week's winner is Jeff Caulbflesh interacted with our podcast last week thanks for interacting with us Jeff and we will get those coupons out to you and make sure that you go ahead and share this podcast for your chance to be entered in for a few subs of your own we are going to move into our interview this week so we'll listen to that
2: Right now. We're happy to welcome into the studio Traverse City West senior defenseman Nick Beeman and senior forward Andrew Rickenberg, two of the team's captains, along with senior blue liner Caleb Barshiff. Um Thanks for braving the weather and risking life and limb to get here. Uh, hopefully, it wasn't too bad. Before we dive into the hockey stuff, I uh, just wanted to let's have some fun, so uh, would you play for a team called the Pit Spitters?
3: Uh, probably not. This is Andrew Rickenberg, by the way. Um, that name seems kind of funky, and I don't really like it. I'm Nick Beeman. I mean, team name doesn't really matter to me.
4: I mean, it sounds cool enough, I guess. <laughs> the, I, the logo kind of
2: you know, makes it a little more palatable to me for, yeah. the, for the baseball team that they just announced today, so... So, you guys walk around in flip flops and shorts in a twenty degree wink all the time. uh How bad have the last few days been outside in comparison?
3: um, I would say like you know it's nothing that we haven't seen before, but it's definitely been sort of a shock this winter since it's been somewhat mild before, but yeah mm-hmm.
4: yeah it's it didn't seem to be that bad earlier on, but uh now it's seeming to be pretty rough mm-hmm. What is it about
2: hockey players that you guys just walk around in shorts and flip flops half the time after, after a game or before games and and stuff like that? I, I just see that all the time, and uh, people gotta be looking at you like, are you crazy?
0: Yeah,
3: I guess like you know you get used to being in the rink all the time and stuff like that, and I guess you sort of like scout out where like the warm spots are, and you just sort of hang out there. For sure, for sure. Where
2: are the warm spots in How uh, Arena?
3: There's not many. <laughs> um, yeah, really. There's about one hallway that stays pretty warm, but besides that, not too much.
4: Locker room's pretty warm too, yeah.
3: so usually stays warm.
4: Yeah. Okay. Um, well,
2: you guys have eleven sophomores and three freshmen in the varsity. You guys are two of the five seniors, and then you've got four juniors. Uh, how much advancement have you seen from all those young players this season?
4: I think we've really improved. Like all those guys are starting to feel like more comfortable with the pace and play of high school hockey, and I think now well we started off not so hot but now everybody's getting it and i think we're coming together and we're starting to win some games
3: yeah i think there's like definitely a learning curve to you know playing at a higher pace of uh high school hockey but they're really starting to get it now they're really starting to work hard like they've always had the hard work but now they're picking up the pace and they're starting to play Mm
2: -hmm. um you guys have won three games in a row um the first time this season you guys have won consecutive games yeah uh so this comes after that game against Lavonia Stevenson that was 10-0. What what clicked after that game?
3: Um, I think just sort of like, you know, playing against a team that fast and that good, like I think like the score had something to do with it, but I think it was more of just like seeing like, okay, this is high school hockey. We obviously know that we're not going to be as good as them, but we can try to get up to that pace, and if we can, then we can we can play with almost every team we play. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you guys beat uh, you know, Granville and Gaylord and Big Rapids. Um, Granville's not having necessarily the greatest season this year, but Gaylord and Big, Big Rapids are both pretty respectable teams with some pretty good wins between them. You guys beat them a combined 7-0, and nothing. Um, and goals were pretty difficult for you guys to come by early in the season. What what changed there that you guys uh, suddenly found the, the scoring touch? I mean, you got 10 goals in your last three games.
4: I feel like our 4-check was a lot better than it was earlier on in the season. Like guys are becoming more comfortable with this system that we run, and I think that it's leading to more goals.
3: Yeah, so. and we have guys that are just settling in now and finding out how to score goals.
4: Mhm. And those young guys, kind of learning the rules a little bit more.
3: Oh and, yeah.
2: Yeah. And everything. And I know coach. You no, know coach Runtalo likes to generate uh, traffic in front of the net and uh, and and score those kind of goals a lot. Is that something that's been working for you guys a lot, too, or, or, or sinking in more?
4: Yeah, yeah. We do a lot of drills in practice where we have the D uh, walk the blue line and have the forwards get in front of the net and battle with another defenseman to get in front of the net and, like, tip shots. So we really stress it in practice, and I think it's starting to pay off in the games.
2: Mm-hmm. That kind of leads exactly right into my next question, which what in the
4: what is the most unusual practice drill you've had to do?
2: Yeah,
3: honestly, that's a hard one. That is a really tough one. Yeah, I, I don't think I have an answer for you for that one. <laughs> I don't
2: know. The one I the one I heard about when we had Chris Dunowith on from the Bay Reps was the one that they made them do, where they have to uh, put a tire on the ice and dribble that with a stick the length of the ice.
3: Yeah, we've never or had a full-on car tire. tire. <laughs> we've never had to do anything like that before. But um, yeah, honestly, practices you know they're pretty consistent and like we know what we uh, we need to do during practice, but nothing too extreme. <laughs> yeah, not really.
4: <laughs> What's your least favorite drill then? Uh probably like suicides yeah. at the end of practice. So, like we do this uh dot drill where you basically go from like the face off dot in the defensive zone, and, like dot in the neutral zone and then go back and it's just like a lot of stopping and starting and I know that's like the toughest one Yeah, it's
3: probably the toughest one, it, you know, it just really drains you and exhausts you.
4: They kind of it's got
2: it's got to really kind of mimic the gameplay though. I mean, there's Obviously, you guys have to do a lot of stopping and starting. Yeah. So, obviously, that's going to be pretty helpful in the long run. Mm-hmm. Well, you guys have Cadillac on Wednesday, maybe. maybe
3: yeah, depending maybe, on maybe. the weather, if it holds up or not.
2: Does it look like school's going to get canceled again tomorrow?
3: Um, honestly, I, I don't count on it, but, you know, looking at the weather, there, there's a chance. There's a yeah, good chance. there's
2: definitely a chance. Yeah. Just to let our listeners know, we're recording this on Tuesday instead of on Monday just because of all the weather stuff. Sorry, I heard the University of Michigan canceled classes already for Wednesday and Thursday.
3: Really? That's really? crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah.
2: So, what do you guys? You guys have Cadillac kind of like on Wednesday, maybe, and then you have the the MIHL showcase, which is a big tournament. A lot of a lot of scouts, a lot of that junior teams and stuff, kind of there. What are you guys looking to do to keep this streak going in those games?
3: Well, so going into the showcase, like we know who we're playing, and we know that like they're beatable teams. Like they're not going to be easy wins, but if we, I think if we play. Hard and we play right, we can definitely hang with those teams and have a chance of beating them. We're not going to go in there playing, you know, like a Livonia-Stevenson or anything like that, but I think we have a chance.
4: Yeah, we just got to play the right way, and I think we'll have a good shot at winning.
2: Mm. It was Stevenson the best team you guys have seen this year? Yeah, yeah, by for far. Sure. So, Kedalak, like when your guys first game about a month ago, 6-1, to one, uh, how much do you think you've changed since then, and how much do you think that game on Wednesday, if you guys play that, will be different?
4: I feel like we've improved a lot. That game, I feel like we just came out really flat and then just didn't pick it up, but I think that um, all the guys are starting to work hard every day at practice, and I think that the game on Wednesday will be
3: different. Well, yeah. I feel like
4: we have a good chance of winning.
3: Yeah, I think we do, too. We just have to go out there and be ready to play. That's, the, that's our biggest thing. We can't start off and take the first shift off. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, what, what has been the thing you think the team has improved on the most through what the single thing that the team has improved most from the beginning of the season? I
3: think just like committing to our systems and like really like believing like what the coaches are telling us is the right way to play. And then once we all commit to the system, we really start to see the progress that we've been having.
2: So, uh, another thing I noticed is why do golf and hockey so often go hand in hand? I know a lot of players on the, on the, on the golf teams are also on the hockey team, vice versa yeah uh, you know you've got coach Schultz obviously, is involved in both uh but how much does a how much does a golf swing and a and a hockey shot
3: similar yeah, yeah so uh i i play golf for the school too and um coach Rennell is the jv coach for the golf team and mm-hmm. honestly it's just sort of like it, it's sort of like the swing is similar to like a slap shot and then um i don't know it's just a fun time out there and it's it's similar like the stroke is similar to hockey shot which i think is the biggest correlation but Mm -hmm.
4: yeah i personally am not very good at golf but yeah it's kind of weird in the club (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm a lefty in hockey but i'm a righty for golf i mean i don't know why i just started off that way never really been that good at golf so i guess maybe i should switch it up. (laughs) So,
2: so okay so since you're the golfer then i'll ask you this which is which is better seeing the seeing a slap shot going in the net or seeing a nice drive go down the middle of the fairway
3: um, i would say probably a slap shot going in the net like even though how satisfying you know a drive down the middle is um, seeing a slap shot go in the net's pretty special
2: even if you like crush it 250 yards yeah even straight.
3: even if you crush it just scoring on a slap shot's pretty fun
2: um, what is your guys favorite hockey movie and does happy gilmore count as a hockey movie
3: um, I would say that Happy Gilmore does not count as a hockey movie. That's a golf movie. It's and um, my yeah, my favorite hockey movie is probably Miracle. Uh, that was a good one. I've watched that since I've been growing up, and it's been a big part of my life.
2: And what's your favorite part of
3: it? Um, I would say probably her Brooks speech um, right before they play the Russians.
4: Mm-hmm. The bag skating also.
3: I like that scene. Yeah, that's probably my
4: favorite too. I've watched it so many times that it's yeah, it's just a classic. So Happy Gilmore doesn't count, even though he's a—he starts off as a hockey player and then transitions into a golfer. No, I—I I, probably not. No, he's a pretty I'd say bad no. hockey player. Yeah, <laughs> he's more of a pretty, goon. He is pretty bad. Surprisingly, the review brought up goon. Oh, no. Goon's a good movie. Goon. I like that movie. Goon, Slapshot? I've watched parts of Slapshot, but yeah. I've never seen like the full movie. Just kind of embarrassing, but <laughs> it's probably I guess not intended for high school kids. I
2: guess not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, have you, so have you ever wanted to take your skate off and throw it at a guy like in Happy Happy Gilmore and use it as a weapon?
3: I personally have not. But. <laughs> no, I haven't either. You know, not out there, to, not out there to hurt people. Yeah.
2: So what? The, I know you guys. When we were talking with Chris Dunn with on, he was talking about like unusual terminology and stuff like that in, in hockey. And sauce was one of the things that came up. What are some other terms that that get thrown around in practice or at games that uh that people don't hear much or don't probably don't know what they mean
3: um i like the one that comes to mind is like celly like that stands for like celebration and like you know and like football they'll call it like celebration or whatever but in hockey you call it a celly which is sort of weird it's slang
4: my favorite is kind of like a, a roast i guess is like pylon it's like one of those cones like the traffic cones And it's supposed to be like a guy that's like easily to like walk around. It's like easy to walk around. So that's one that I use a lot. Yeah. I
2: can't remember which defenseman there was for the Red Wings that I used to call him the human pylon. (laughs) (laughs) He he was really slow at the end of his career.
4: (laughs) Flow, not one of them? Flow
2: is definitely one
3: of them. them. I don't really rock Flow either. But it's starting to, it seems like it's starting to sort of span out to more than just hockey though. Yeah, it does. Yeah.
2: How much have you seen that, that kind of stuff start its way in hockey and then move its way out into into other sports?
3: Yeah, I've seen a, like a lot of it. Um, like snipe, for example. Like you know, that's, I feel like that sort of started out as like hockey. Like you know, when you like snipe a corner, but like it seems like it's starting to come out to like soccer and different sports like that.
2: Okay. Uh, if you guys? So you guys always played the positions you're at now? Uh, you know, forward and defense or were, have you guys played different stuff when you were younger? Either one of you played goalie or anything? or? I mean, when I was
4: really young, I
3: played goalie for like house league. Yeah, I, I played goalie a couple times in like house league when I was younger but I actually, until like, until Bantam, Bantam A, I was a defenseman and then um, someone got hurt on our Bantam A team so then I had, I switched to forward and I've just been up there since. I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> like in Wee's, I started
4: to play a defense, like I started off as a, Forward, switch back, and I like it more. I guess
2: mm. I'm
4: better at it. I feel. So, so you both experimented
2: with goalie. What was it about the position that you didn't like, or that you were like, eh, this is not quite for me?
3: Honestly, I, I don't really know. Like, I I just played goalie a couple times and just wasn't like a huge fan of it. Like, it was fun, but like I don't, I couldn't see myself doing it like every single day. Like, I, I really like skating out there.
4: It's not that I didn't really like it. It's just I wasn't very good at it, so it's all instinct yeah, same. Yeah, same thing.
2: So, uh, how much do you have respect for the guys who do play goalie than uh, you know being uh, being guys who are you know throwing pucks at them pretty hard? Like yeah. guys like guys like Tyler, your teammate Tyler, and uh, the other goalies in TC and around the area.
4: Yeah, I mean I'm a catcher too for baseball, so I kind of understand it. Like blocking balls and stuff. Like you get hit with pucks and balls, it it hurts. So it's definitely respectable. I don't know how he does it.
3: Yeah, honestly, like, I I respect him a ton to stand in there, like, during practice and stuff, like, even when it doesn't matter, and block shots, like, that's impressive.
2: Okay, now we're going to do the the Freaky Fast Five, which is sponsored by Jimmy John's, hence the name Freaky Fast Five. (laughs) Uh, Just five quick questions for you guys. Who has the best flow at Traverse
4: City West? Ooh. At the school or on, like, the hockey team? On the hockey team. Ooh. Man. I mean... You can't answer both if you wanted to. If you wanted to say a hockey team and in the school, that'd be fine. I don't know. I mean, Mason had some flow. Mason did have but some flow. But he chopped it. Yeah, Jingle Bells has some flow, too. It does. Jason Hill. <laughs> Jason Hill. <laughs> you call him Jingle Bells? Yeah. Yeah. It just <laughs> nice. kind of started up last year. I think Evan Wilson started it up. Yeah. I don't know
3: why. Just, just Jingle Bells, just I guess. started. <laughs> yeah. Who do you think has the best flow? Um, I would say Jason Hill probably has the best flow.
2: Okay. How about in the school then?
4: Ooh,
3: I don't know. Zane Zane Zane
4: Segalarik. Zane. He has some he pretty has good some, flow. He has some good flow. He rocks it.
2: Okay. Who has the best flow out of all the Traverse City hockey teams? So, Ooh. so mm. central, basically central,
3: and the reps. Not including your te- your own team.
4: Um, I don't know. Jonathan Adams. So John has Adam some Adams, flow On the reps. Yeah, he
3: he definitely rocks some flow. And so mm-hmm. does Will Fornier.
4: Yeah, he does. He does too. Yeah so i guess we haven't explained to
2: people what flow means (laughs) yeah
4: it's just like long hair i know it's it could be used as like a mullet i guess but not not so much it's like just long hair that sort of slicks back slicks back yeah yeah to qualify as a
2: mullet or to qualify as a flow probably has to stick out the back of your helmet right oh yeah yeah, for sure yeah which one is the better or your more favorite venue? How Arena or Center Ice?
4: Center Ice. Center Ice. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I feel like it's nicer, but I don't know. I like How too.
3: Yeah. How How. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like a special place, you know. We've played there all three years, and but definitely Center Ice is like the nicer rink. It's more comfortable to be there. Mm-hmm. But
2: no matter how you got your own locker room. Yeah. Yeah. Right. that's nice. <laughs> so there's that
3: comfortability. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Um What's something about hockey that most people
3: do not know?
1: Hmm. I don't
3: know. Um, I would say probably, like, like, the touch that you have to have in hockey. Like, when you think about hockey players, you think of, like, strong guys, you know, that are just out there hitting people. But, like, there's definitely, like, a, a touch to it, like, you know, like a putting stroke where, like, you have to be, like, pretty precise and, yeah, sort of have to put a touch on it.
4: I don't know. I just feel like, I feel like, Hockey teams are closer than other teams most of the time. I don't know. I feel like I've really been close to everybody on the team, whereas like some of the other sports, like I haven't really known or like talked to every single person on the team, but I feel like hockey, like everybody's close usually on the team so
2: mm-hmm. but one thing I always usually tell people is uh, that, uh, that I think probably most people
4: don't know about hockey is
2: exactly what the offsides rule is yeah yeah, that's true yeah that's true and, and, offsides, even, mo- and even more so in soccer.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah. That's I, confusing. I, I try
2: to explain to people that the soccer offsides rule is kind of like the hockey offsides rule, except that the blue line is the last defender. Right, yeah, and yeah, it's moving all the time, yeah, too. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, okay, so the last question for the Freaky Bass 5 is a twofer. Uh, what is your favorite and worst memory of playing hockey? Ooh.
4: I don't know. Favorite memory? I'd say last year we made it to the final four and we played in that game. That was just awesome. It was unbelievable playing in the USA Hockey Arena. Was just crazy.
3: Yeah, I'd have to agree on that. Um, most memorable moment. That was probably my favorite one. My uh, least favorite one was probably when I was out there and I think it was PeeWee A or P-W-A-A. And I broke my wrist. You know, that probably wasn't the most fun moment out there.
4: Yeah, one time I got injured. It was like sticks and pucks. It's basically like dropping hockey. And I just got smoked by this high school kid. He wasn't looking. I got a concussion. It was Christmas Eve, so I had to go in uh, the hospital that night. So it was not a fun night for me.
2: See, this not been a part of Christmas in the hospital.
4: Yeah, that was not a fun night, I'd say.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, Any other kind of embarrassing. Other embarrassing stories you want to talk about? No, mm-hmm.
3: not really. Um, no? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Well,
2: they're embarrassing, so of course you don't want to talk right. about it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, no, no. All right, I think that does it. So right. thanks for joining us here in the studio. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't say us because it's just me, but <laughs> I guess maybe the
3: royal us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. All
2: right, Hey, thank you guys, and good luck at the tournament this week. Uh, hopefully... Maybe you get to play Cadillac on Wednesday. Hopefully. Hopefully, right. We'll skip the weather cooperates. Thank you guys and good luck to Mr. Yeah,
3: thank you so
4: much for having us.
0: That was this week's interview brought to you by Jimmy Johns. With two locations in Traverse City, Jimmy Johns spends six hours slicing and baking every day to make you a 30-second sandwich. Freaky fresh, freaky fast, Jimmy Johns. Freak yeah. And that's going to bring us to a look ahead portion of this podcast because we are a little short on things this week, but we want to bring up that the TC baseball team is going to be announcing their name on Tuesday. Which has been a long time coming. Which has been been
1: months in the making.
2: Yeah, because originally they said they were going to have this announced in like November.
1: Yeah. yeah, they were going to do the poll in October and, yeah, get you something in November. So it's been months, yeah, and people are just, what team are we rooting on? Who are we cheering
0: for? And there was definitely some backlash over just the options in the first place where people wanted to put their own input in, but we're going to be gifted with a name in the morning, and although we can't really give you anything on this version of the podcast because it's rec- recorded on Monday night, and you probably won't be listening to this until after yeah, the name. Start. The name is out when you're listening Yeah, to this. so make sure you take a look at the Record Eagle and our stories from this week. And let us know what you think of the new name. Interact with us on Twitter, on Facebook. See if, you know, we'll put maybe bring some of the best reactions uh, into the podcast next week when we talk about it ourselves. So get out there on Twitter and tell us if you like it, if you don't, and how you know what we could change it to if not. But I don't think there's going to be uh, any time for change now. So more of just your reaction about the name of the new team. So we'll get into that next week. So make sure you come back to hear... A little bit more about our reaction once we find out uh, what the name is, and some of your reactions. Maybe we can
2: give some Jimmy John sandwiches to what we think is the best. For... Maybe we should
0: just
1: reaction call them get... the, the Traverse City Reactions.
0: Yes, T- at TC Reactions, make a new Twitter. It's your reaction to the reactions. Now, uh, another thing that's coming up this weekend, which we did mention just a few minutes ago, is the MIHL Showcase down in Trenton. That's one of the biggest showcases uh, in the state for uh, high, high school hockey, and we got a couple of local teams going down there with Traverse City West, Traverse City, Bay Reps. What do you guys think about these types of showcases, and what do you think it does for teams, especially in our area that have to travel so far to see even just one of these teams on a regular basis? I think it's a great thing for these
2: teams because when you go down there, you get to play one mean, one You get to play other great teams. You're going to get very good competition. The, uh, the, you know, they don't invite just anybody to these tournaments, and uh, you got to be a pretty established program or somebody that's going to be on the rise, you know, for them to to bring you to this tournament in particular because, I mean, it is a showcase. There's going to be a lot of college scouts there, a lot of junior scouts there looking at kids. And, you know, it's just a good exposure for those kids to that to that recruiting aspect and just, you know, usually two very good competitive games that you're going to get in.
1: Well, it just it helps, you know, what, Whichever team does come out of the Division One bracket up here between the Bay Reps and T.C. West, it helps give them a playoff test early. Seeing some teams, they, they might not specifically see those teams they play down the road, but teams like that at that level downstate that they'd have to get through to get to uh, the Plymouth Arena where they host the hockey state finals. So obviously it's an advantage for everyone. I mean, I was blown away this year that the North-South Showcase, they used to be just eight teams and they expanded it to 24. So, I mean, this is a bug that's catching all across the state. I know Gaylord has a decent-sized hockey tournament every year and early January too, so um, it's a trend that's picking up, and I think you hear from all the kids and players and fans who take part in it that, that they really enjoy these experiences to get that wide range of hockey, not just to see their teams, but to watch, sit and watch other teams play as well.
0: Yeah, you you learn just, amount, just as much about hockey by watching that much hockey in a weekend as you do playing it. And you that, can get like you get like $10, you can watch all the games, yeah. you can <laughs> and, you pay like a dollar a hockey game. And that's, what, that's all those guys are down there when they're up here from Traverse City going all the way down to Trenton. They're staying down there for two days just to play hockey. They're, they'll be at the rink all day watching hockey, watching opponents, watching this, watching that, and taking notes, I'm sure. So I think that's just an overall good experience for them. And you know, when we have these guys up here for the North-South Showcase, once again, it, it brings teams from all over the place that you'll never get to see in a regular season or non-conference game. That's what I think is the best about it is something like when Traverse City West, Traverse City Central, both playing Lavonia Stevenson, a top-three-ranked team, you need that type of experience in the middle of the season, and if, even if you take your lumps in order to have any hope moving forward. So I think this, these types of things are really positive for high school hockey, especially with the level of competition that is, you know, at these tournaments, these are the best teams in the state. These are the ones who want to be there and the ones who are trying to move through the state tournament.
1: Side hockey note, did you guys see the Anaheim Ducks invited members of the Mighty Ducks to uh, one of their games last week and gave them commemorative jerseys? No? Just no, I did
2: me. not. you do an honorable
1: flying V. Uh, I don't think, they, maybe they're on the, I just saw a photo they had with all their jerseys on there <coughs> jersey, so the little Mighty Duck reunion.
0: One more thing that is coming up this weekend is the 43rd annual White Pine Stampede, a point to point cross country skiing race from Mancelona to Bel Air. They do a 10K, 20K, 45K. For those of you who didn't see, uh, I had a very long feature story on the White Pine Stampede. Very long. Very long uh, feature story on them, but. Hey, if you were working on that as long as the. TC's been working on the baseball name, right? Yeah, almost it seemed. Uh, No, but I had a couple weeks and got a chance to talk to a lot of people involved with the race for over 30 years. Uh, Make sure you take a look at that Uh, in January 27th edition of the Traverse City Record Eagle. Big thing, the race director, co-founder Jack McCaig passed away uh, last June. And they kind of had to scramble in order to make this all happen because he was such a big part of the White Pine Stampede. And me coming up here and me being out here for my first time, I'm really excited. I'm going to get to go out there on Saturday and uh, cover the races and see exactly what it's all about. And after spending so much time uh, with that story and getting to know the family, I think it would be really cool to go out there. So wanted to make sure I told you guys to keep a lookout for my stories on the White Pine Stampede this weekend because I'm going to be freezing my butt
1: off. The weather's going to be in the 30s this weekend. Is it really? Yeah. The weekend's supposed to be It's going to be like spring break up here.
0: That's still cold. Cold Uh, enough.
1: Compared to zero, I'll take 30s. Yeah.
0: Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Who Uh, let this guy host? Day, day, the day evil the day, still day. Uh, but yeah, so make sure you keep a lookout this weekend for my time at the White Pine Stampede, 43rd annual event. I'm sure it'll go off without a hitch because after speaking with all those lovely people, I know that they they are trying to make sure that every single thing goes exactly to plan, like Jackie used to do it. So I was really proud of that story. So make sure you take a look back at it. Other than that, we are going to get into our Hall of Fame. We have three new Player of the Week candidates. Coming up for us to get inducted into the most exclusive club in Northern Michigan. I guess we can start off with our guest. Who is your player of the week?
1: Am I really a guest? I'm here like half the time. It seems like it. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, Trey Gilbert, Bear Lake Boys Basketball. A couple games last week against Marion. He had 30 points, 8 steals, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. Against Mason County Eastern, two nights later, he had 28 points, 3 rebounds, 5 steals, 3 assists. It just... Those numbers stand out to you. Obviously, the scoring's high, but he's doing a lot of little things. I mean, the eight steals in one game, I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at either. So, a big reason why the Lakers are out to, I think, an 8-3 and record in the West Michigan D-League and and are in contention for that league title. Uh, So, Trey Gilbert is my nominee.
2: What about you, James? I'm going to put up Mancelona's Jaden Alfred. He had a couple of double-doubles this week. A, uh, 20 points and 10 rebounds in a Thursday 67 to 64 win against Johannesburg Lewiston, and 20 points and 14 boards in a 57 to 52 overtime win over Gaylord St Mary on Tuesday.
0: So I'm actually going to go to the girls' basketball side. Uh, somebody James has put up, I think maybe even twice. At least once. I think it was once because
2: she had like a big, she had a
0: huge game a yeah, couple weeks and ago. And this is another one, another big game for her. Olivia Lowe from Leland. 25 points, 15 rebounds, but she also added 5 steals and 5 blocks. And that was in a win last week. Consistency, she's been coming back and doing this over and over and over again. Last week was a little sparse on games, but as you guys noted, we got some pretty good performers this week. So I'll go ahead and start off the voting. I do believe... Trey Gilbert sounds like he had a pretty good week last week. Uh, what is that? It almost total sixty points. You're going. Tra- I was going to go with Olivia. <laughs> Where you right <laughs> so James, what do you got? <laughs> we could just put Olivia in. I'll, okay. I'll vote Olivia. We could have a three-way no, tie. No, no, no. Have, have to go with instinct. What so what if have we have a three-way tie instinct. then?
1: Then what do we do? Then we'll revolt. But no, you yeah. went with Trey. I went with Olivia. So James, what would you go with? That you have to go by your instinct. I put
2: a, I put up Olivia before, so I'll go with Olivia. I guess.
0: Okay. It's I think Jaden Alfred's
2: going to have big weeks, you know, to come anyway. So.
0: Well, I think Olivia Lowe will too, but 25 yeah. points, 15 rebounds, five steals, five assists, or five blocks. I mean, she had a few assists to go in there, I'm sure, too, but that's almost a five-by-five. Five. That's, that's doing everything. For these,
1: these ones were all we joked about last week's being close. These ones are like the numbers are all really close. Trey's obviously got two games, which is n- noteworthy.
0: All right, so Olivia Lowe. On a two. Well, she gets in your candidate gets I, in without I, you voting. I know. That might be a first. I, I I thought I was gonna be I thought I was gonna be cornered over here, Olivia. So don't 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 take any disrespect. You are the newest member of the Get Around Hall of Fame, so congratulations to Leland's Olivia Lowe.
2: Leland is just clubbing, man. Yeah. There's me. a lot of people from Leland in, in the Hall of Hall fame. fame this year.
1: Yeah. That's where it's located, right? In the club. We might as well put it, what, the, the put it in the second gym. The uh, Bluebird? We'll put it in the
2: second gym. The
0: small yeah. gym. The small gym at Leland. I've been there. It's a club. Get some lights in there. that work. But congratulations. We do have the Get Around Hall of Fame, sponsored by Jimmy John's, with two locations in Traverse City. At Jimmy John's, they're freaks about fresh bread, meats, and veggies, because that means better sandwiches for all. Freaky fresh. Freaky fresh. Jimmy John's. Freaky yeah. Now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, or our final segment of the day, the trifecta. As we brought up a little bit earlier, uh, Anthony Davis just today made an official request, Monday. yeah, on Monday, made an official request to be traded from the New Orleans Pelicans. Been there for what? i believe, almost 7 years. Six? He grad he was 2012 is when he won that title at Kentucky. Yeah. So- Obviously, this guy is a superstar, um a young talent still especially compared to a lot of the superstars in the NBA at this moment, and he's about to be changing teams. So, Well, um, we don't
1: know for sure not for if sure. it's about to be. I mean, he's
0: going to be changing teams, he will, because but he said he's it could not, be by the summer. It yeah, might not be at the trade deadline. Because they might not trade him, but he, he said he's not going to resign with New Orleans. But the question I want to pose to you guys, because me and James spoke about this in kind of LeBron James aspect, so we're going to go two-pronged. What would it take or your our franchise. I, I would say we could all go with the Pistons. But what would it take? Well, we can open this up to multiple yeah, sports. Yeah. What know, would, what would, the would the it basketball. take? Yeah, but what would it take for you, your team or your organization to give up? Or what would you be willing to give up in order to get a generational talent like Anthony Davis who could change your franchise for the next 10 or 15 years if you were able to lock him down. Um a young guy. So what would you give up for that? And then on the other side, what would you give up for somebody like LeBron or Ibrahimovic or Somebody in a little Ooh. Zoltan. Who's that? He's a soccer player. Oh came over. <laughs> I thought it was a ba- you're telling me a basketball player. No, play. no, I'm just no, I'm just saying you said you can open up to different sports. Like but I'm saying somebody like LeBron or somebody like Zoltan, somebody who's
1: older in their Zoltan age. sounds like the bad guy in some like nineteen nineties Super Nintendo game. <laughs> Dude, where's my car?
0: But, Zoltan, Zoltan Zoltan. But old I'm saying? A bit older. Okay, but even okay, so even say if your team could sign Totten Brady. You know, it, well, he's too old. I wouldn't want him. Then, that's 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 your answer to the question because that's how I am with when we talked about LeBron. Like, I don't think I would actually give anything up for my team for LeBron if he came and signed in free agency. All right, but I don't think I would actually give anything up for my current team to bring LeBron to my franchise.
1: So we're using, let's say, a guy in the prime of his career. So Anthony Davis is right in the middle of his best days. In, ha- in the next. Team he goes to for the next several years, Is, at least probably close to five, best. are gonna get his most productive years, yeah, so barring injury. Because I know what big men usually after thirty kind of teeter off a little, but he's probably I think like twenty five or something, so twenty six. So he's right there in the prime. So that's basically your, yeah. your challenge. So what
0: do you what what are you giving up to have a franchise player come to your team? Well, to get Anthony Davis
2: for the Pistons.
0: I mean, you got to start with Andre Drummond.
1: Well, you have to match the salaries.
0: Yeah. So, so,
2: so Drummond, you would have to include Drummond. I, I think that they would include Drummond before they would include Blake Griffin. So you put Drummond in there, and I think the salaries probably are pretty close. Then yeah, yeah, At, yeah. at that point, right around $20 million, So then, so then you just got. Then, you, unless you're going to add more players just to make it work, you're talking probably multiple first round draft picks.
0: But you're willing to give that up though for somebody like Anthony Davis, not not just how yes. to make it happen. That's what you would give up.
1: Yes. I, I don't would. know. I don't I know if you'd have to do multiple first rounders. I think you get away with a first and a second and maybe a couple other randos.
0: Maybe. I mean, I mean if, you if, you if they're willing to then take that, they might be like,
1: "Great, Luke Kennard's been great. Ship him off while his stock's high."
0: Say, what are you willing to give up? I mean, it could be, you know. If yeah. the, if, if I would if try they...
2: to talk him into taking Reggie Jackson as well and getting Drew Holiday.
1: Nobody wants Reggie Jackson. That's I know. the problem. Did you see that interview? He when he photobombed Blake Griffin, like while he was talking wants about that. not being. I a would just see if they would
2: take it. You know, hey, then no, I'll hey, then you I'll really, then I'll this go, guy up for you. then I'll go He's two number one. a ball hog. Then I'll go two number ones, if they take. They well, take yeah, Jackson no one's going be stupid
1: not to take Andre in two number ones, but the way the Pistons have thrown away draft picks the last several years. See, I when you pose this question, I honestly, judging by the Warriors and whatnot, I feel like that's almost a safer play. Instead of going all in on a free agent that you think is going to be your messiah, Like you got to be smart in-house and save your draft picks and make some smart choices and get a foundation. I mean, uh, obviously, Golden State eventually got Kevin Durant, but before that, their whole team was basically all done by the draft. No real hot free agent. I mean, Andre Iguodala was a free agent and whatnot when, when they kind of No, but before Durant, they'd won a title and yeah. won 73 games, so they didn't make a splash well, in the free agency pool or yeah, a big well,
0: trade. No, but the thing was is that, once again, they, they just had the right draft picks.
1: That's what I mean, but I think they, that's... They,
0: they spent the most money ever on Steph Curry. In the free agency. But then
1: watch, you're going to do the same thing, you just what the Pistons thought that was a good idea last year. They had a lot of good pieces, uh, and they had a hot start last year, and then Stan Van Gundy panics, get rid, get, gets rid of Tobias Harris, Avery Bradley, you know, everybody's favorite, Boban, Marjano, uh, Bo, Marjanovic, Boreano, yeah, I always forget the The big, gumpy guy.
0: Boban, 7'9", Boban. <laughs> send
1: him to the Clippers for Blake, and we're not harping on Blake at all. He's been great, but y- you try and trade for the farm, and s- sometimes more than that, people are joking about that with the Lakers. If the Pelicans are really going to send him to L.A., they better take a lot of those pieces, and you can't just keep LeBron and Anthony Davis and, and think a couple other scrubs, Alonzo Ball, are going to help you contend with the Warriors. So I think it's kind of risky... Just going all in to get a player like that. I understand the hype around Anthony Davis and how valuable he can be. But at the same time, you got to start thinking long-term, what is the best for our organization? If we're talking about the Pistons, they need to prioritize their drafting. They can't be giving away more draft picks. They need to bring in young guys that are actually going to develop as a team because right now this team has no chemistry or whatever, and the revolving door of experience and young players is is not doing them any favors.
2: Yeah, they kept those draft picks for a decade, and how has that turned out?
1: No, they've traded a bunch. What, what Joe Dumars traded a bunch. Stanley
0: Johnson, Luke Kennard. A couple years ago, they didn't those... have a
1: first round pick.
0: Oh, that was one year out of the last ten. none of, yeah. none of them, none of them have panned out. We're talking about zero That's of them. Andre Drummond, Andre, and he's still Andre not Drummond, the superstar you know, that everybody yeah. thought he was going to be five years ago. He just gets twenty rebounds a game. before, I mean, before Blake, I, the only first
2: round pick they traded, I think, was did they give up a number one for Jackson?
1: They, they, Charlotte got like a number one a few years. I think there's been a couple years now where they just didn't have a first round pick. Yeah, and that but was when they've drafted,
2: you. they haven't drafted. Well, to be fair, they've well. been—they
1: haven't been the bottom of the lottery. They've been right in the middle, yeah. and so they won't—and they won't be. Well, not this year, but the point is, or anytime
2: it, soon. I mean, Blake and what they have will keep them competitive, and they're never going to be a high lottery team. My runner.
1: argument is they've done something like this already, and they're in the same exact spot. So clearly, going all in on a guy if you don't already have a solid foundation around you is not really going to help. Ha- like they're not in. A position to get better with Anthony Davis, they're really not not much better, at least to the point where they want to be. They're not a six, seven, eight seed that will suddenly jump into a threat in the East. They're a team on life support trying to get in the playoffs. And whatever you're going to try and th- whatever talent you have in the Pistons right now that you're going to send to New Orleans, Anthony Davis is not going to suddenly be the one f- fixed player. He's not going to be LeBron James that will get you ten, fifteen extra wins.
2: Mm-hmm. But this is the only chance that you're going to have to get a player like
0: that. Yeah, that's what I mean. The it's a Pistons, franchise-altering player. Yeah, they're, the
2: Pistons are not going to pick number one in the next eight years.
0: Well, you don't have to pick number one, but Even if they're,
2: they're not going to get a free up, agent. They're not going to get a free agent like that. You know, you, otherwise, you're just hoping that you hit on a mid-round. I just, draft, I feel like, I feel
1: like a lot of teams in the Pistons level, and and that's kind of the problem you were just talking about with free agency. Nobody wants to come to Detroit. I feel like the Pistons is a lot, but if you can try... play with
2: Blake Griffin and Anthony, Anthony Davis, Davis and IDG maybe and Drew Holiday, there's some guards coming here. Now well, you can get some people to come there, maybe. Maybe, but. And if you're the Lakers, and you can you can trade picks to get Anthony Davis, I do that in a heartbeat because the Lakers for sure can get free agents. Well, to come the come there Lakers play with have
1: them. talent on the floor right, right. now, the young yeah. talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're equipped to do that. I I don't think with the Pistons right now, it, it, it's really going to change much if you bring in Anthony Davis in for the guys on the roster now.
2: I'll take. I'll take a huge upgrade of Anthony Davis over Andre Drummond any day, and I like Andre Drummond. I think I would too. But
0: I would sell. I, I, I would think I would basically sell the house for somebody like Anthony Davis at this given moment in his career. But I wouldn't do anything for somebody like LeBron at this point in his
1: career. Well, and here is to say, who's to say he's even going to sign with you? Is that, so you're oh, that is no, you are guaranteeing he'll sign with you? No,
0: of course not. But you put just like anybody else, all he wants is a consistent chance to win. If you can actually give him that with the team, that's all he needs. I am not saying it has to be the Pistons. You know, well, even, no, but the, co- the topic Lakers. is what do we do? To yeah, get what him? would you? And I, I would. That's what I'm saying is I would basically sell the house to get him, get him there in the first place. It worked out with something like Paul George, you know, just kind of being like, "Yo, this is what we got." To Indiana or OKC? When he went to OKC, they they took a gamble on him with Victor Oladipo. Victor Oladipo turned out fantastic. Well, they both yeah, the even, trade turned out great. Yeah, for both but teams. Though, what I'm saying is they took a big gamble on Paul George coming and having one year, and then possibly going and signing with a big free agent market in LA. Worked out with Paul George, but if you bring—because guess what? The Oklahoma City Thunder have a good chance to win, even without— Win the whole thing? Yeah, they're a top three team in the West, top four team in the West. Yeah, so are the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets are not winning an NBA title right now. (laughs) I mean, mean, the Oklahoma City Thunder have been a top four team in the West for the past five or six or seven or eight or nine or ten years. You can't say that they don't have a good shot at winning the title. They have a shot at being in the playoffs, and having just because a chance the to pull Warriors are around, they got they got a
2: shot at being in the Western Conference Finals, and that's yes. about as far as I'm going to let
0: them well, go. Yeah, but okay, better <laughs> in
1: than the, contention, it's better than the by, Pelicans and the Pistons
0: and the Lakers. We'll see it this year. We'll see Lakers, if the Lakers. Long, Lakers long term, healthy like.
1: Lakers might go farther. This well, because year. we
0: have LeBron, of course, he's going to go into the Western Conference Finals.
1: No, but this is good. We have differing opinions. You guys say go all in. I say I'm not so hesitant. If your team isn't ready to. To rebound after all the pieces you get rid of in draft picks, I think that almost does more harm than good. So we have different opinions, and that's good. good, good.
0: All right. Well, as we argue away our afternoon, nobody f- gets to the trifecta. Anyways. No, right. <laughs> I think uh, I think that is nobody one. gets the show. <laughs> shut your mouth before I shut it for you. Okay. That wasn't as good. Was that De Niro? It was something close. Brando. Something. Would have been a contender. He'd be sleeping with the fishes. I think that's gonna do it. For episode number sixty-six, uh, make sure to retweet, share, like, comment, gif, give. give us your reactions about the TC baseball team name, all that stuff, so we can get you fed. And take a, make sure you keep a lookout for all of our upcoming stories this week with the hockey tournament this weekend, the White Pine Stampede, and plenty more going on. Hope that everybody can stay warm during this terrible polar get vortex. Get to the weekend. Get yes. to the
1: weekend. You'll feel good again.
0: Yeah. Get get through this polar vortex. Stay warm. Listen to all of our podcasts from 1 to 66 while you're locked in your house. Uh, yeah, do, just binge them. Yeah. I mean, Netflix. what, get get around and chill? Yeah? The Ooh, get around and hey. chill? All right. Yeah? So Don't you just be associated with that. <laughs> well, you just go ahead and... Uh... Spend your time listening to us on your days off school or off work if you can. But as always, we appreciate you for listening and we will see you next week.